Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still here After all these years After all these tears I shed Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Heather. In 1998, at the age of 26, I was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. It changed everything for me and for us, but I'm still here. And today, I'm coming to you solo. Um because I just wanted to talk to you for a little bit um, about kind of this journey of cancer and uh, the fact that we can surround ourselves with all the best people, but ultimately uh, nobody else knows it except for us, right? So um, if you're here today as a person who has cancer, I think I'm talking to you, uh, but if you're here to support and or just listen in and learn more. Um, I'm glad you're here for this too. So I I just keep thinking about how um, how it felt to be diagnosed um, at when I was I was 26. I was barely kind of even starting life, right? I mean, I'd gotten married. It would be considered young now because I was um, I was almost 23 when I got married. We had decided to start a family sort of on a whim. Um, and we gotten pregnant and had a daughter. And I just was in the midst of kind of doing the next thing when cancer entered my world. And I imagine for you, the story is probably similar. I'm sure um, maybe for some of you, there was like some genetic things involved or that you, you knew to maybe look for cancer. But for most of us, especially when diagnosed young, it sort of comes out of nowhere. And uh, when you're diagnosed stage four, <laughs> it just feels like the hits keep coming and coming. So, I mean, being that young, I guess I was glad that I had prepared a few things um, and most of it was dumb luck. Some of it I thank my brother for uh, telling us, hey, you should get life insurance. We happen to have that. Um, but then as we started uh, figuring out that something was wrong from the mass in my breast I'm going to that first appointment, which I had gone to as a checkup. I mean, I wasn't going to um, because I was worried about something. I did have a question about kind of this pain that I had in my sternum that wouldn't go away, but it was nowhere, nowhere on my list of things, concerns, cancer wasn't. So um, I feel like when things like a diagnosis happen, it's like there's moments that are just so, that's all you can remember. I can remember my doctor my, on the very first night saying it could be cancer. I can remember um, the biopsy and her kind of being there for that too. I can remember just like this feeling of, when is, when's it gonna get better? What's gonna happen next, right? Um, and yet 
it also felt like a complete and total blur. Um, I can remember just feeling, oh, so, so scared. There's, I don't know if there's enough adjectives for the way that my, I felt. And, and even though people would try to say, oh, it's gonna be okay, or um, I tried to go to work a few days or whatever it was, I just, man, when cancer comes along, your brain just starts to tailspin. And I just wanna say <laughs> to you that it doesn't last forever, that it gets better. And that, um, man, I, I understand it. And it does, it is just such a, it's such a lonely feeling to, to be the one who's diagnosed, right? To be the one who uh, maybe feels like they have no control and that they don't know what to do. Um, but also to try and think about the people around you, uh, to be sad, to be angry, to be scared all at once. Um, man, it's just really tough. It's really tough. And I don't think we talk about it enough. I think we, a lot of times we talk about, you know, oh, it'll be okay. Or, oh, you're going to fight this. And, and we can talk about that too. Just not everybody uh, wants to be a warrior and a fighter and a, and I certainly didn't feel like I had the strength to be um, not just in charge of my own emotions and thoughts, but everybody else's. So um, I, when, when that was happening, um, I just, I wish sometimes we could change the language that we used and we could kind of help people. Um, maybe we could say things a little differently and help people feel like we're with them without putting kind of the pressure to, um, to make them feel like, I don't know, like it's their, their fight, their battle, right? Which as somebody with cancer, I, it clearly it's on, it's me nobody else, nobody else walks the same path. And I think that's, that's what I just really, I mean, I guess that's what I wanted to focus on today. So when you have, when you diagnose, like what's your path and how there's no one way to do it. There's no right way or wrong way. And um, the expectations that other people might have may not be for you and that's okay. Like you need to handle cancer the way that it serves you. Um, you need to allow yourself time to grieve and you need to allow yourself time to be scared and it's okay to cry and it's okay to, um, it's, you know, you're not stronger or weaker if, if it's, you know, just what, I guess, 
if you can't get it out of your head. There's nothing, um, there's no right way to walk forward with cancer. I think it just feels so, um, it can feel so lonely, right? And I, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that because I, I wouldn't always say to run out and find other people who have cancer because um, there's a lot that goes with all of this, right? One, we're all individuals. We all do it different. We all have different diagnoses and we're at different stages, even if we're all at metastatic breast cancer, right? It's our cancers respond differently to different things. Um, and, and so do we. So I, I don't know how I feel about support groups. And I've talked about this a little bit before. I think I, um, I knew that for me, I couldn't even support, um, I couldn't support other people emotionally. Um, when I was diagnosed and even for a really long time after that. And so being a part of a group where other women were going through maybe similar challenges, but then it became something where there, there was emotions, energy back and forth. Um, it's really difficult. So I don't, I don't have the answers today, but I just want to say that um, I'm, I'm with you in knowing how it feels, how the, how dealing with a life of unknowns forever is, is now a part of your life. And I'm here to say it can get better and it doesn't, it's, it's not always going to be as terrifying, but, um, this road, it can be really tough and, and it's okay to acknowledge that. So, um, it's okay to, uh, try to figure out how to support yourself because I was thinking about this too, like, um, and part of why I wanted to do this episode by myself is just because it's, it's individual for all of us. So what helps you? What helps you move forward? Or what helps you get through um, scary times? Or, um, or all the, everything, all the emotions that come with it. I think that um, I've always sort of been okay with spending some time on my own. I remember when I was pretty young and I would get home from school and my best friend and I lived across the street from each other and uh, we'd get off the bus or whatever and be going home and uh, my best friend would be like, hey, let's play. And I think a lot of times I did, but other times I was just like, nope, I'm gonna go home and read, which I know always frustrated her. But like, I've always been okay with being on my own a little bit. And I think that's been helpful to me um, and my my journey with cancer because, because it, um, nobody's, nobody can be there with you 100% of the time, right? Or nobody gets uh, to be in your head with those thoughts with you. So I learned early on to spend time by myself 
Um, I think, and to use that time in a way that felt really productive to me and um, as a way to kill cancer. And again, I, I, like I said, I don't really love the warrior language, but I'm always okay with killing cancer. So um, what are the things that are, when I, t when I think about kind of building a way forward right after a diagnosis, I always just think about like, what, what are my strengths? So for me, I, I felt like, oh, I know that if I can make a strong body, I can, or if I can keep my body strong, I mean, I felt fine. I felt fine when I was diagnosed. I didn't, I wasn't sick, which is just, how do you, I don't, I don't know how you process that. I still don't know how you process that. But so building off of the things that I, I could, using time to walk, uh, it wasn't fantastic that it was winter in Michigan, which is pretty chilly, but being outside, uh, going for walks or being, you know, even on a treadmill or whatever it was, but learning, I've learned that like that time allows my body, my mind time to process things. Sometimes I get great ideas from having walked or sometimes I come home uh, from a walk just like pouring out ideas or rejuvenated or hopeful. Um, all of those things are possible uh, just from walking. And, and I think um, just knowing that I was doing a little something that could be helpful, certainly wasn't hurtful, um, was a good way to, to work on uh, figuring out what came next, you know, with the cancer. So, um, I was gonna, I, I might be all over the place here, but I was thinking too about, there's a lot of different ways to handle all of the information that comes when you're first diagnosed. Um, I don't know what the right way is for people to give you information. I, I don't, I, I, was, I was not happy to get pamphlets and brochures, but I also know that um, somebody talking to me in an appointment was like, I would hear probably maybe a quarter of what was being said, or I would hear one little <laughs> tidbit and take it away. Um, I think it's just such a process to learn what comes next, um, to learn to deal with um, waiting, to learn to, to figure out how to plan this new life around um, treatments and scans and um, and thoughts that are scary. Um, you know, am I going to be here? Is something happening? Uh, is the medicine working? Uh, what does this all look like? I decided to kind of really even script out some of those narratives because uh, my inclination was, you know, that I, those thoughts like that I've talked about that were so scary would be the ones that kind of won over um, my brain. But then I would 
I had written down things that had encouraged me, right? That were encouraging to me. I literally found visualizations like about healing specifically so that I could, um, the input would be as much to, <laughs> um, as much positive, I guess, as I knew I was producing negatively. And I think all of that was helpful. I also really, uh, I really limited the amount of information coming in. And I know that a lot of us vary on this, but I still really think it protected me. I think it really protected me to not dissect scans over the years. I literally still see on a regular basis, I see people, they'll post their whole PET scan on, on a forum or something on Facebook and say, I'm so scared about this. And I'm just here to say that like those scans sound scary even when they're stable. So um, I think for a few people that's helpful, but I think for most of us, there is a fine line between knowing too much and kind of trying to be proactive, you know. I think there's other ways to uh, manage uh, the time between like having a scan and seeing your doctor. And it might be making a phone call and it might be, um, it might be actively like not looking at your portal, things like that. Um, and just continuing to build yourself up the best you can, knowing that some days are gonna be not great, right? Some days we're gonna have to find the joy in any little thing that you can, or some days it's, you're just gonna have to try again tomorrow, right? So those are all, you know, pieces of little quotes that I would look at and, uh, and I would just, I would lean on all of that stuff. So, um, cancer is lonely and it's scary. And I, I found that the best way to handle that was to have some tools to fight it, you know? and to acknowledge that ultimately um, it was it was my body and I was gonna have great people around me, but um, cancer belongs to me, you know? And so how, how do I deal with it and how do I make the best life that I can um, knowing that it is a part of now who I am and my life experience. Um, how do I live with the fear? And, and also, um, I think over the time I've been thankful for the perspective. I'll never say, never say that cancer was a gift. I think that is absolutely bullshit. That's just, that's me, right? Um, and I hate it when people say things like that uh, to other people. But um, I have learned a lot. I've learned to celebrate birthdays, right? And I've learned to um, 
think about, you know, situations that I'm in and whether or not I want to be in them. And I've learned uh, that every day doesn't have to be the best day that I can try again tomorrow. Um, I've learned to uh, look for the little things and enjoy them. And um, I've also, you know, just learned that I am going to handle things differently than you are. And that's okay too, right? So um, I'd love to hear from some of you who are who are dealing with cancer too. I'd love to hear like where you're at. How many, is it months? Is it years? Um, where are you at? And what are some of the things that have thrown you for a loop and how have you dealt with them? And um, how can I help you? How can I help you get, I don't wanna say get through it because again, we know <laughs> that Ultimately, the goal is just to live with it, right? Living with cancer, that's my goal. Uh, living with uh, this, you know, this disease that some people will talk about being chronic at this point, but it's still, I don't know that we can go there yet, right? Living with, um, I don't know, just a really tough, situation. And um, I'm just, I'm here to tell you that I know it's lonely. And I know it's scary. And, um, and I, I wish I could, I could help with that. But I think part of uh, maybe one of the best things I can do is just acknowledge it. And we're all gonna have some days are gonna be better than others, right? And um, there's different phases where there's active treatment phases and there's waiting phases and there's scanning phases and there's recovery phases. I feel like I've been through all of them, right? Um, and the best we can do is just to, uh, to handle them all and to, to learn to trust ourselves and to love ourselves and to take on cancer um, in a way that feels the best to us. So thanks for hanging out with me today. Uh, I might be going solo some more. Uh, it won't always be about being lonely and scared, um, but I just, that's what I've been thinking about lately. And I, I know um, that especially in the beginning, those are probably, two of the most overwhelming feelings. Um, and we don't always talk about them because we don't really know how to maybe. So I'm thinking of you guys and I hope you uh, got something from this. I'd love to hear you uh, send me a comment, uh, give me a like, do that kind of stuff where I just, so I know where your head is in all of this. And uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still here After all these years After all these tears I share I'm still here 
And I'm walking this earth like I should be There was days that I didn't know if I would be Yeah, yeah Now I stand tall with my feet in the ground And my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here Like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go, here we go everyone. I hope you love this episode of I'm Still Here, and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate, review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions, and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day.